We're back. We're back on the back porch of Franklin Bridge. Thank you, everybody, for coming out and everybody who is listening online. Thanks so much for listening as well. I met a guy yeah. on the on the um, chipping area today who listens to the podcast. Nice. Don't you love that? He was like, um, he was having a, a little bit of trouble with his uh, with his chipping. He wasn't bringing the sauce. And uh, did, did, you, did you tell him to bring the sauce? Well, he's like, yeah, man, I don't know what's going on. You know, like my, uh, you know, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm flubbing it. And I was like, you know, you just got to you know, bring the sauce a little bit, the speed, just bring the speed a little bit. And he's like, hey, you're that guy from the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's funny. He must have listened to that episode, too. <laughs> must have. But we're back here on the back porch of Franklin, Br- Franklin Bridge, and we are going into our uh, Second episode of the Sneed, Sneed Summer Sneed. Series. Yep. So Scott, Secrets from Sam Sneed. Take us away on this one. All right. So we're going to tie this one into current events right now, too, with the player incentive program and Brooks and Bryson. And so if you're listening to this one and you love to hear all the chit chat and controversy on the tour, this will be a fun episode. Um, so in the, the book that we're kind of referring to is The Game I Love uh, by Sam Sneed. Um, who still holds the record for most number of wins and Tigers tied him. But um, he doesn't just talk about swing. He doesn't just talk about tournaments. He doesn't just talk about uh, current events. Um, He just kind of shares his thoughts on all sorts of stuff golf. I mean, that's why it's titled The Game I Love. So it's kind of everything golf. So um, this one is actually on page 182. It's a very short little uh, clip here, two paragraphs. Um, it's titled The Big Three. So he says, uh, he starts off saying, I don't understand it exactly, but it sure does seem that the Lord gives us what we need at decisive points in history, as if, as I have said, it's all predestined. Golf in America got a shot in the arm when a caddy turned player, Francis we met, bested the big boys from Britain, Ted Ray and Harry Varden, in the 1913 U.S. Open. Bob Jones created an interest in golf through his incredible accomplishments as an amateur golfer. <coughs> Some say Sam Snead and his pals. It's funny to hear him talk about himself. <laughs> Some say Sam Snead and his pals barnstormed around the country and introduced more and more people to the game and to the tour. Ben Hogan, Byron Nelson, and I did a lot to make golf more popular in America, and I suppose that's true. But it seems to me that the money on the tour didn't start to get up where it is today until three younger players... Oh, and it is today. It was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when, did, when was this book actually published? Uh, I believe it was 97. My birth year. There you go. Um, yeah, I think it's 97. Let me double check that. Yeah, 1997. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, much bigger dollars now, 23 years, 24 years later. So, um, so, but it seems to me that the money on the tour didn't, get, um, didn't start to get up where it is today. Until three younger players, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, and Gary Player, Gary Gary Player, Gary Player came around. Maybe it takes a threesome to make golf grow. I don't know. We'll see if a couple of other younger young players like Ernie Els and Justin Leonard can step up and give Tiger Woods a run for the money to keep things exciting. Man, well, it's that a, never happened. Yeah, it's also <laughs> uh, crazy when Ernie Els is considered a young guy. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like at the writing of this book, uh, I think. Uh, context is everything there. So 
you know, Tiger gave it a whole big kick, but it wasn't – there wasn't a big three. Like he mentions there, maybe it's three players, like Ben Hogan, Byron Nelson, and Sam Snead, uh, Ted Ray, Harry Varden, and France, Francis we met. Like Bob Jones, Bobby Jones is by himself. Am I popping my peas again? Yeah, you're popping the peas. <laughs> um, so – you know, he mentions three, except Bob Jones is the only one he mentions kind of as an individual by himself. And then he's back onto these the big three. Well, he talks about Ernie Els, Justin Leonard, step up to give Tiger Woods a run. Nah, that never happened. Not at all. No, it never so did. The question is on the table, like, what's who's the next big three? Do we need three? Is it two? Is it one? Like, Tiger, I won't even say was one because – Part of what made Tiger so exciting, other than the fact that he, one of the years he had like a 33% or 38% win, win percentage, something stupid like that. Um, but like Phil was playing really well at the same time Tiger was. He was kind of a little under the shadow of Tiger, but there there was definitely a rivalry there. Like uh, whether it was created or it, you know, artificially or whether it was, you know, created in reality, like. Um, I thought that was really neat, and that kind of brings us to where we are today. Like, what's next? Well, I don't think there next necessarily needs to be a next. Um, and let me explain on that. I think that, especially if this book was published in '97, um, I think there's a there's a massive there's been a massive influx in people interacting with the game of golf just due to social media, right? where you don't necessarily need like a big three to carry the weight. Because I feel like back then, you needed a big three in order for people to be interested in the competition. Right. Right. And right. you needed three people to really be going at it every single week. Because, you know, what it, What did you do in, in 97? Hear it, you know, through the, the TV, the, the paper? You know, yeah, like, there's a li- I mean, there was some TV coverage at the time. But, like, newspapers still had a, a big play. Like, I remember us... Saving newspaper articles when I was a kid and looking at the newspaper write up. So, right. like, newspapers were still a valid source of information. Of information, absolutely. You know, now newspapers are all mostly digital at this point, except for your kind of big ones, your New York Times and right. such. But I think also um, a big, another big responsibility has come from the club manufacturers, too, the people who are out here sponsoring these players, right? Because, I mean, you know, you think about, I think the best people in the game on social media right now, TaylorMade. Oh, yeah. I they, love the TaylorMade stuff. All of their all of their videos. And I, and I think this is like, I think what Sneed is trying to put in the book is he's trying to say, like, in order to grow the game, there needs to be an influx in competition, right? There needs to be three people that right. are carrying the tour along. But I feel like it's a completely different conversation now, especially when we're talking about uh, social media golf like the tournament being on three different channels on the tv you know you have like the masters with their one website where you can literally follow specific people oh my gosh i think it's (laughs) the masters has done a lot itself i think it's about just finding somebody that's playing on the tour that you're just a fan of and i think it's easier than ever now to be able to follow those people well and you know they didn't have the ability to follow every individual group which is coming on the pga tour where you can literally follow live any player, every shot, the entire round, see every shot. You're starting to see that um, through the apps. And so people are able to engage with the game in a way that was different. So 
it's not that you need those players, although that can certainly kind of pump things up. But, like, golf was the only thing that stayed open in COVID. Yep. So, you know, golf got an influx. Uh, I can't remember the exact stat I heard. I heard it passing by the TV this morning, and I wish I could remember what it was. But, like, there was, like, an additional, like, 2.4 million golfers that played last year that hadn't played before in the U.S. Yeah. Like, whoa. That's, that's huge. Massive. I mean, considering it's only 1% of the population, but... You know what's another big thing that I feel like has been influencing the game of golf is, like, the StatCast era, right? Where yeah, everybody's watching stats, data, like, data, data. Back in Sneed's day, it was like, where does the ball end up, <laughs> right? Yeah, and where's but, everybody on the leaderboard? That was yeah, it. Like, can it, we go and catch the coverage at the right time? Yeah, that's the only, like, yeah. statistics that were really kept in, in real time, right? And now... The game of golf is so interactive with TrackMan, StatCast, all of these, uh, you know, different mediums where you can be like, man, I love DJ because he hits the ball a long way, you know, or I I love this person because, man, like their shot shapes on TV in the greens are just so beautiful. Like there's more ways than ever to be uh, to have like equity in whatever kind of uh, player you like to watch or root for. Yeah. So, uh. I, Along as, with you were, your as you were media. Say, as you were saying that, I was starting to think like, what you're kind of describing is golf's vehicle back, even going back to the early '90s. Golf's vehicle was the players, and Arnold, Jack, and uh, who else did he mention there? Arnold, Gary. Jack, and Gary Player. Like, there was some TV starting to come out, and there were some ads. Like Arnold Palmer was the big guy running ads. It's like the MJ era for yeah. uh, for basketball. Yeah, but like, you and that, there was certainly a component to it. But really, all golf needs is a vehicle. Yeah. Yep. And that's really what I think anything needs is you need a vehicle by which it's taken. And so, perhaps we don't need any particular player. Like, not everybody likes the same players. There are a lot of people who love these like little side underdog kind of guys that you don't hear about very often. That maybe top twenty five a lot, like a Will Zalatoris and. Matthew Fitzpatrick and these guys that are playing well, but they're not mainstream names. And so because of the way the vehicle of the thing is, maybe there's not a big two or a big three or a big one, but you've got people can follow whomever they want in incredible detail. The, the cool thing about that too is what you saying that gave me this idea was like, there's almost like a, like a tier system, like the same way that you think about like with celebrities, all right? Like A-list celebrities, B-list celebrities. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's like, you know, your A-list celebrities like right now are, uh, you know, DJ, Rom, Rory, Tiger, obviously. But then like B-list might be like Morikawa, Shoffley, uh, well, Morikawa might be A-list now, but anyway, yeah. you, you see I mean, what I'm saying. Zalatoris. Zalatoris, exactly, exactly. Like, you kind of have, like, tiers and levels to this stuff where, like, it's fun to watch, like, let's say a B-list guy. Like, let's just think of, like, Colin Morikawa before he won uh, the PGA. Yeah. Right, where it's, like, he was kind yeah, of Max a, B, Homa. a B-list guy. Or Max Homa, great, yeah, great. But, like, you see these people yeah. graduate into kind of, like, the, the lights, right? <laughs> That's cool. So, like, like, I think that's done golf wonders. So, if you're listening to this, let's have some fun with this. If you're listening to this, pop over to my social media. We will. Um, I'm that's not sure S when Hassie this is going to. Yeah, S Hassie Golf, um, and we will have one. Uh, I actually have a post that will come out the same day as this podcast. We'll make sure we time it up right, and we'll ask 
who are who are your A-list, B-list, C-list tour players? Uh, and for those that fell, follow more LPGA tour, do the same over there. Um, you know what we need to are, do? Who are our A-list, B-list, C-list uh, players? I, I think that would be something that would be really neat to see. What do people think? I don't, I don't know. Like, I've got my few, but we might, especially when you get down to the B-list, there might be some people that we're just not paying attention to. That you might, and Jason Day's kind of coming back into the limelight. He's starting to play well again. It's interesting because you know Jason Day was an A list for a while, and now he's kind of. I don't even. He fell down to. I don't even think he was a B list. list. I think he was like he wasn't even on the list for a while. Now he's making a little bit of a comeback. Yeah. No, I I think we need to. That would be really cool. Let's do that. Um, So this this would be a great, great time to plug the Franklin Bridge Performance app as well. Yes. 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 Now we have an app for the facilities here at Franklin Bridge, the teaching facilities, instructional facilities, Mm -hmm. where you can get on, and it's almost like a social media just for the people who are associated with the club, right? So you can pop onto the Franklin Bridge performance app and you can uh, you can post. I posted the other day about uh, how there's going to be an episode of the Champions Playbook every single day every single day this week. Yep. Um, but let's put it out on the Franklin Bridge Performance app too. So if you're listening to this, go ahead awesome. and download the Franklin Bridge Performance app. You can literally just search that on the Google Play or Apple Store, or whatever you do. And uh, if you it's can not up on it. Google Play yet, it's, it's not. It's coming. It's coming. It's Google takes longer, so gotcha, like Apple doesn't process. take long. They yeah, they yeah. pumped it out. We've had it for. Almost three weeks now. Well, it's a good thing most people use Apple, but you yeah. Androiders out there, it'll come yeah. soon. But yeah, pop on over there, and then we're going to put up a post A, B, and C list, and then awesome. you guys can comment under it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, That'd be great. talking about this, I think we should do one more week where the Sneed series is not on the paywall. I think this would be a great uh, yeah. a great time to mention that as well. So Yeah, this is a great episode. We're going to throw this out there, and then exactly. we're going to take it away. Exactly. So um, going forward, the Sneed series and some special uh, podcasts and clips that Scott and I have, we're going to put them behind the paywall in the Franklin Bridge Performance app where you guys can interact with them, get some extra info that not everybody gets listening to the Champions Playbook. And uh, you're going to have a chance to win some awesome things Well, we're gonna, uh, as well. We're going to get uh, – potentially we can get Brooks to do maybe a little bit of a merch giveaway, maybe uh, if something rare comes in or, or you guys can have a chance to win one of those. Well, we're supposed to get some um – Franklin Bridge Performance Institute Apparel Ooh, coming soon. There you go. So y'all watch out for that. Sneak peek there. And then yep. uh, Scott might also give away a free lesson here or there, 15, that, 30, 45, an hour, yep. whatever. And then um, I might do um, – I did this last year. I did a golf ball giveaway as well. Yep. So maybe we can do a golf ball giveaway too. So and anyway. it's member guest week. It's British Open week and it's member guest week here. Yep. So lots of awesome things coming here at the club. So make sure, make sure, make sure to download the Franklin Bridge Performance app. Yeah. But – Closing this out, Scott, give me your A, B, and C list golfers, and then we'll call it a day from here. Uh, a list, uh, let's go, mm, let's go um, Bryson, um, DJ, Spieth, I think largely because of his name. Um, he's kind of up and down. Okay. I'm gonna put Morikawa it's, on the A list. It's gonna be. It's interesting to hear your criteria too. Yeah, I'm gonna put Morikawa on the A list. He's one of the best ball strikers. His six iron proximity to the hole is better than the average tour <laughs> player's pitching wedge proximity to the hole. But again, remember that's not the entire game. So, but I'm definitely gonna put him up there. Um, John Rom. I gotta put John Rom as oh, an A list. He's he's doing he's doing great. Uh, B list. 
Um, I'm going to go an outside here. Um, I think he's going to stay a B-lister for a little while. I'm going to say Jason Day. I've been a big Jason Day fan in the past. Um, I would put a Hideki Matsuyama there. Uh, Xander Shoffley in there. Um, I'm actually moving Kepka into the B-list. I'm going to put Kepka as a B-list player. Um, I I think... I agree. I, I think his... His attitude is starting to show, and it's not—it's not being reflected very well. Like I posted on social the other day, a question up there, like who has the upper hand, Bryson or Kepka, and it was all but like two people who had several dozen entries were like Bryson has the upper hand. So, um, B list. Um, I'm trying to think who else give I me, might slide in. There. Give me two, two more. Two, Two more. Let's go. Max Homa. Okay. And Will Zalatoris. Great. These are obviously two. It's not that like, it's not like these are all of the A-listers or all of the B-listers. This is just a few that yeah, we're considering. Yeah, just a few. I can't like. I, it, Jack's got the I, list. I'm pulling them up. Him. I'm pulling them up because I definitely have my A-listers. My A-listers that I was going to say are um, in the game right now. I think are uh, and I'm talking about like just pure performance. Right now, that, that's all my metrics are, just performance right now. Huh. I think A is going to be cool. um, Bryson, Phil, uh, Rombo. Oh, I didn't even think of Phil. Yeah, yeah. The senior tour. And um, if I do one more, one more, one more, we'll just go ahead and say Justin Thomas. He's been like fa- slipping a little bit. But I feel like he's on his way back up, and I think he he like this last five weeks of the season he really starts to shine, especially with um, yeah. especially with a Presidents Cup coming up. I would agree with that. So B listers, you, you mean the Ryder Cup? Ryder Cup, sorry. <laughs> um, B listers, I think, are Spieth, Rory. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't even. Rory's, I could see Rory being down on a B list. And then um, one of my surprising picks. Well, I'm going to include Bubba in there too. Ooh. And then a surprising pick that I don't think a lot of people are understanding or who, who don't follow and don't, haven't seen his growth and what he's about to do is Kevin Kisner. Kevin Kisner has okay. finished in like the last in like the top 20 the past like three weeks in a row. And I think he's been a, I think he's been a sleeper pick that not a lot of people have thought about. And especially with Ryder Cup coming up. He is yeah. um, he's a match play yeah. assassin. That's his he that's his self-proclaimed nickname is the match play assassin. I think you're going to see big things from him uh if he makes a Ryder Cup team, which I think he will cuz he's trending in the right direction. So that's, I like that. Those are those are my my Man. quick picks. British Open Week. Here we go. I don't think a lot of people are talking about Bubba enough, too. Bubba's been playing some great golf recently. Well, I think he's dealt with his inner demons a little bit and he's been vocal about them and I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing him come right back on up to the top a little bit. So, you, agreed, agreed. you know, I love a guy's story like that. You want to see him do well. And so it'll be fun to see him kind of keep on moving up. Of course, of course. So. Well, we're going to clip this one here. But thank you guys so much for listening. Again, a couple shout outs. Um, make sure you go follow Scott on Instagram at Golf. I'm going to be way more active on the Franklin Bridge uh, performance app. So make sure to um, go ahead and download that app if you guys are um, 
in any way a part of Scott's circle. If you've heard about Scott, if you're listening to the podcast, whatever, we want you over there. We want everybody to be interacting, and we're going to be posting clips from the podcast. We're going to be posting uh, questions that we have on the podcast and some exclusive content that you guys are going to have access to as well. So make sure to download the Franklin Bridge Performance app over there. So any last words, Scott? There's one rule. Shoot a lower score. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Nailed it. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Thanks, y'all, for listening to this episode of the Champions Playbook. As always, you can find us anywhere that you guys are. So uh, make sure to check out Scott on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. His Instagram is at Golf. That's two S's and two E's. So make sure to go and check out everything that he's got going on over on his Instagram page. Uh, as well as make sure you follow Franklin Bridge. Uh, Franklin Bridge puts out some great things as well, and we want to make sure that we support them because they support us. So as always... Feel free to come by the back porch of the Persimmon Pub at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays to come and listen to us talk golf. So book a late afternoon round of golf, and then afterwards, come on inside, get some food, some drinks. Uh, We got some specials going on. We have some $5 flatbread pizzas. We had some amazing chicken tacos, as well as drink specials going on all night long. So make sure to support the Persimmon Pub as well when you come out. We would love to see you guys. We do one episode and then a live Q&A and then another episode. So from 7 to 9 on Wednesdays. We hope to see you soon, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.